Warm intros run the world. It's how humans translate trust with each other. If you want to break into a network, get someone from that network to vouch for you, and getting in is much easier. With that said, I don't know how this has happened, but in 2023, getting a warm intro has never been harder. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people aiming to get into very exclusive networks, and the warm intro model isn't effective anymore. There's too much noise for the signal. So if you are a professional, if you're someone that wants to expand your network, what is someone to do? Well, you could spend your time cold emailing, sending LinkedIn emails, and hoping one of 100 people replies to get you a coffee meeting that leads nowhere, or you could do something different. And today's episode is sponsored by SeedScout, which allows you to do something different. SeedScout is a platform that allows you to request introductions to other people on the network with a click of a button. No more sending long emails, no more sending, doing all this research, right? It's simple. You send an intro request. If they want to meet you, they accept, and you're instantly introduced. SeedScout is an alternative way to expand your network that gives someone more context than a cold email, but it's faster to achieve than that warm introduction. So if you are a sick of spending hours, days, weeks, months, even years trying to break into new networks and you just want to try something new, I would check out seedscout.com, S-E-E-D, scout.com. Let's get into today's episode and thanks for listening. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Chelsea Lamego. Who's a co-founder of Fundminder? Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going. Thank you for that introduction, Matt. Yeah, hundred percent. Looking forward to looking forward to learning more about what you are working on with Fundminder. So, with people that haven't heard of your company, what are you working on? What is Fundminder? Yeah, so um, our platform simplifies fund management and automates gift administration for large fundraising organizations like higher education institutions, community foundations and academic medical centers. Um, As a large fundraising organization, it's really tough to maintain an effective gift administration program. There's a lot of uh, data related to your funds that are stored in siloed systems, and sometimes it can be five or six different systems. You've got hundreds of people involved, and it's all very complex, time-consuming, and manual. So our platform uses data and technology to help these organizations measure, maximize, and communicate their impact so that they can really focus their time and resources on fundraising and better meeting their missions. Let's say I have a large organization and we have, you know, a fundraising department or I'm the the chief fundraiser. Um, Walk me through a little bit of what I could do with your products. Like, uh, you know, is is it kind of like CRM? Does it help me with follow-ups? Walk me through what I can do with uh, with Fundminer. 
Yeah, great question. So the power and uniqueness of our platform really lies within our ability to share information actually outside of the advancement office with folks across the organization who are actually using and spending the resources and oftentimes the closest ones with donors. Of course, you have your advancement professionals and your fundraisers who are also in the mix. And so for someone like a fundraiser, they would be able to pull up our platform, answer donor questions related to, to their funds, maybe what their account balance is, what the purpose in the agreement is, and, be, and really have uh, that information at their fingertips. Um, on the other hand, if you are a dean or a department chair or a program director who's actually overseeing funds, you would again have access to the information and we would be facilitating some of the processes to help you actually award the funds and really maximize the, the usage of them. Um, additionally, for, for leadership, we're providing a lot of metrics related to the funds, their compliance status, and the usage of them as well, so that uh, the organization's leadership also has clarity and, and transparency into what's going on with their resources. Kind of feels like a very well thought out product. Where, where'd you get the idea from? Or in other words, like what's the origin story here and, and how'd you get here? <laughs> yeah, so um, it all started um, about uh, five and a half years ago. I was working for the University of Texas in El Paso in their institutional advancement office. Um, advancement, again, is the division uh, commonly at a university that oversees all of the donation and fundraising aspect. And more importantly for Fundminer, um, the usage and reporting on the funds. And so I was directly overseeing gift administration and really quickly realized that it all seemed really dated and manual and antiquated. And um, I just knew that like using the power of technology, there had to be a better way and that we could just really be more efficient with our data with our time, with our resources, with the money. And, and I just, I, at the time was really solving for an internal challenge. And it was only later um, after implementing our MVP on campus um, and seeing the impact that the platform made that I decided to pursue taking the company to market. And as you're working on on the company, like what do you spend your time on? Um, are you are you like fundraising yourself? Like are you do product? Do you go to market? Like how do you divvy up your time as a as a busy founder? Yeah, that's a, a tough one. Um, lot of, lots of meetings, planning. Um, I feel like I'm constantly optimizing for speed and reach, um, and then at the same time, constantly reprioritizing. Um, your focus tends to kind of shift at different times. And so right now I'm really focused on sales and business development and marketing. Um, a couple months ago, I was extremely focused on fundraising. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have some success on the fundraising side. And so now it's, uh, quickly shifting our, um, our time and attention to sales. And I'm fortunate enough to have a really strong technical co-founder. Uh, my, my business partner, Alejandro, um, really handles all things product and engineering and beyond. And we tend to, uh, just tackle sort of everything together. And so we're constantly in communication on all things product, on all things sales, on all things in, in the business. Um, and then the other thing I'll add is that I think work has really uh, become just sort of ingrained in my life in a deeper level. I have a, um, a, a real passion for what we're doing. And so, you know, on a Sunday night, um, instead of sort of 
you know, searching and maybe browsing for like clothes or jewelry, I might be stalking some advancement expert on LinkedIn and, and learning more about the, the space. And so I think having that uh, deep passion really um, makes the sort of work-life harmony and, and make it ingrained in, in all day, every day. And if you were to kind of take take that energy and, and zoom out into the future, 5, 10, 15 years, like what does Fundminer look like then? Or in other words, like what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in um, every day as you build it out? Yeah, so we are um, constantly doing research and iterating and really listening to our customers and trends and the market. Um, I think that Alejandro and I both have a a very open mindset and we're both really curious people and constantly constantly hungry. And so, you know, we've got all these different um, ideas um, on the roadmap and, and we're certainly exploring them all, but all roads really lead back to this concept of um, maximizing impact. Almost half a trillion dollars is gifted to charities every single year. And it's how do we make sure that those resources are being like being stretched and, and actually being utilized and, and being utilized to their fullest. And um, one sort of simple example I like to give is this uh, concept of like, okay, if you had $10,000 to award in scholarship money, should you give two $5,000 scholarships or 10 $1,000 scholarships? Like what, what is the right balance there? And that's just one example, but um, really how do we crack the code on making sure we're maximizing all of these super generous and important resources that have been given to charitable organizations. And in order to do that, we'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Sounds like you've already raised a little money, which is great, but are you raising more money looking for, you know, people to share this with beta testers, customers, how can we assist? Um, uh... Well, I want to say all of the above. Um, in addition to being very curious people, um, we love asking for, for help and, and getting help where, wherever we can. Um, we are hiring in a variety of, of roles. We've grown from a, a team of two to, to five in, in just two to three months and uh, plan to, to make some additional hires just um, this year as well. Um, we're also trying to get our name out there in the market. And so um, any introductions to folks who are working in the advancement or development space or at large fundraising organizations um, are amazing connections. And, and I love, you know, even if it doesn't result in a, in a sale, there's oftentimes like uh, an amazing other introduction they can make or other important pieces of, of information that we uh, gain from that. Um, and then really anyone who cares about maximizing impact, honoring donor intent, uh, maximizing the usage of resources for charitable organizations, anyone who's sort of passionate about that space too, we would always love to, to connect with. Awesome. And then if someone wanted to connect with you online or learn more, where can they find you online? Do you have a website, social media presence, an email address? How can someone learn more? We do. We have a website. It's www.fundminer.com. Um, we also have an email address that's easy to remember. It's inquiry at fundminer.com. And anyone's welcome to reach out to us there. Cool. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Matt. It was, it was great chatting with you.